Never. <laughs> I will never stop talking about Scatman. <laughs> Scatman is love. Scatman is life. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative of the Town podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Hey, Jack. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who pukes on carpets and then immediately bails. It's Mark. Hello. <laughs> Jake, did you, like, forget to do a quote? <laughs> no. I, so, A, this movie <laughs> that we're about to discuss is in a different language, and B, it's been a while. I don't want to say I forgot. I want to say neglect is a better word to use. I neglected to gather a quote. But you did pretty much forget. No. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, let's go with no. Like more I'd like the record to show that I didn't forget, okay? That's all I want. <laughs> are you just being sensitive well, about your, <laughs> your your brain damage you issues? Really, or you, you really think that it's dive, better? You really want to you... dive into this, wow. don't you? <laughs> right up front here, right at the top. Forgot just, to put a tape here. Those, for <laughs> those of you unfamiliar with our... Hey, let me keep doing the intro, boys. <laughs> Jesus, I know it's been Mark. a while, but I know we're damn. rusty. <laughs> Word in edgewise. For those of you unfamiliar with our crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2017's Thelma, which was a jack pick. Uh, and hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. So, as they have been for over the last year, all of our Patreon proceeds are currently going to Feeding America. So if you want to head on over to, uh, to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror, support the show at your level of choosing, get some cool perks for your troubles, and know that your money is going somewhere better than our dumb asses. There has never been a better time to do so. But if you don't want to do that, that's cool. We just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. But do consider doing what you can to help somebody who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good source of links for ways you can help fight the ongoing systemic racial injustice issues that plague this country. But if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in horror with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these fears? You were mouthing along with me and it was throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because we're delayed a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so hard, hard movie to beer. Uh, and frankly, I, I kind of went a different direction with it. Um, there is a line in this movie where she, I mean, one interesting thing about Thelma is that it's about a, a family of teetotalers to begin with. They're not supposed to drink alcohol at all. Um, and she is expressing remorse over having, um, just two beers with friends. So I got two beers, um, and they are not <laughs> local. Uh, I got these specifically to commemorate the oh first God. ever episode that's at least partially recorded in Hawaii, Jack. Woo! Uh, so I got two Kona uh, brews a big wave golden ale and a longboard island lager Thanks, kind of buddy. the exact opposite of uh sweden or norway or wherever this was <laughs> norway but you know the occasion I, dictates something I like celebration it. I like it. oriented thank you mark and thank you for the uh the, the dedication there i appreciate it and yeah i'll go next because uh yeah that's a that's a thing i, I i'm recording this from uh honolulu in my uh downtown apartment there so that's something new um, <laughs> it's me. Why it sounds a little more echoey here? I'm in a cinder block room, and it's uh, I have nothing up on the walls yet. If so you hear a peacock in the, the background or anything like that, <laughs> that's why. No, I pretty much uh, overlook a nice highway here, so <laughs> <laughs> you hear a lot of sirens and uh, loud motorcycles, <laughs> and for some reason, assholes that blast a lot of uh, uh, what's the uh, kind of like uh, Mexican uh, rap, Mariachi? like gasolina. What's oh. what's that kind of genre of music called? 
I don't know. Does it have a Gasolina? special name? I don't Gasolina. Know. Yeah, uh, just just Gasolina over and over and over yeah. again. That song, uh, Turn Down My Street, Mark just dropped something good. Uh, and that happens a lot here, too. But either way, I didn't end I'm up getting a beer to pair with this uh, uh, movie. Here's what happened, boys. I'm not used to the Aloha lifestyle yet. So I, when I first got here, went to Costco and I got myself a whole shitload of these Kirkland brand Citra Hop Session IPAs, <laughs> which my best guess I think are Maui Brewing. I'm not sure what they are here okay. uh, yet, but I think they're Maui Brewing Session IPAs. So I have a bunch of those in the fridge. And then we said we were going to record this. There's a four-hour time difference between us, so it's it's... Kind of early in the morning for me here. It's like 10 a.m. And I was like, well, it's fine. I'll just wander over to the little co-op right by my apartment <laughs> and get some beers for the and movie. Not open. They open at 11 on Sundays because uh, every place and even the coffee shop next to it wasn't open when I went over. They don't open till eight. Uh, so there's just, uh, you know, I'm getting, getting used to that island lifestyle. Slower, so I slower have pace, some dude. Kirkland brand Citra Hop Session IPAs is what I've got going on here for, you know, reasons. But uh, I might have to exclude you from this poll. I don't know. We'll see. That's fine. I got plenty of time to watch movies these days. Okay. Okay. How about you? What are your beers for these fears? I'm actually really happy with my beer for the fears that is this week. Um, I have one from Varietal Beer, and they're in where? Sunnyside, Washington. Uh, This is Tulekop, which is a Norwegian-style farmhouse ale ale fermented with kvake yeast. I was looking for something with that kvake thing going on because it's been kind of trendy lately. Was lucky enough to find a Norwegian farmhouse ale. Pretty cool. Add on to it. The label, it's going to be really hard for you guys to see, but there are a bunch of birds on here. And Thelma, if you look at the poster, like you see it right there. Pivotal point in this movie, she like brings a bird back to life. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's a great fit. Norwegian, the bird thing. Actually, I tr- I looked up what Tula Cop meant, and it was kind of like a trickster or a jokester. And not saying that happens in this movie, but with her newfound power, she could certainly go that direction if she wanted. She turns into Loki. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is actually an origin story for Loki. Oh, shit. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Anyway, I loved my beer. I haven't had nice. it yet. I might hate it. I'm not sure. Report. <laughs> I like that, too. Coming. This is disgusting. I doubt. I doubt I'll hate it. <laughs> Who'd you say um, makes it? I... Varietal Beer Company in Sunnyside, Washington. I don't <laughs> think I've ever had anything by them. Well, Jake, I think that's a clear win by you in what I admit was a very hard movie to beer. Uh, I don't know that I would have done much better even had I been able to make it to the, the store to actually pick stuff out. But ordinarily on the podcast this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds but as we record this it's uh, towards the beginning of the month that month being april of 2021 um and uh hopefully it'll come out closer to the start of april even though the march hrr came out on the last possible well i was actually gonna week, say <laughs> the waning minutes of march <laughs> the, the march hrr came out as close as possible to the start of april so you yes, know it, it came out it came out at about 11 45 uh uh, Hawaii time. Look, but it's now, been a bit of a if month. If you think about it, that's that's really more a feature than anything else because that means that when you hear that, all of the movies that we've talked about will be available, yeah, right? So exactly. you can just go watch We're just it trying it out. we got to workshop. You some tra- saving you some time. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Um, either way, it's time to do HRR, the Horror Release Roundup. Now over at the website, a com. that's a hyphen Z horror, we will kick you a link to every horror movie we could find coming out over the course of the next month and our thoughts about each of them. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Let's start dark horses. Let's start Jake. Jake, what's your dark horse pick? I went with one based on actors alone. 
Um, bit of a hard nice. dark horse month for me. I went with Jacob's Wife, Barbara yeah, Crampton, The Fest. Like this movie objectively doesn't look very good, but either of them in a movie makes me interested. Both of them leading makes me more yeah. interested. I think like probably not going to be a great movie, but they will buoy it to a point where it's going to be watchable at very least. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested in seeing this one, despite the fact that it's kind of when I watch the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of that's a good pick. I kind of compared this to like an all star game, like the the NHL all star game. Right. Is it going to be the best game of the season? No, absolutely not. But it's going to be a ton of fun and you're going to watch it for the spectacle. Kind of a sideshow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that. CM Punk's in it, too. Didn't mention that. Yeah. Not that that's a, not that that's necessarily and a boon. You but, know he's yeah. an unreal good actor. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention. What was that movie called we watched? He was in the, oh the girl god. on the third floor. Oh my god! I've <laughs> actually seen some people horrendous. That movie. Yeah, that yeah. Movie I mean, it does get some love. It's weird. I don't know why because it was bad. <laughs> it was not good. I like it, Mark. How about you? What is your dark horse pick? Yeah, I went with one called The Power, uh, which is a strange one for me to pick because it's. Um, not the most period PC of all of the movies coming out, but it is set in 1973. So part of it is like you get that sort and of historical vibe here, to it that I usually you hate. said you said period PC as in like an adjectival form of a period piece, not period PC. Like it's trying to be politically correct. No. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I generally dislike those ones that use the time setting as like a significant portion of it. But in this case, I think it seemed forgivable. Um, Yeah. The the trailer inspires a lot of confidence in me just because it does seem like they have some scares built in here that they didn't give away, which is shocking for a trailer these days. Um, and it also seems like they established the, basically it's like set in this hospital. There's a nurse who's working the night shift and the power is going out because of like a strike that's happening somewhere in the city. Um, and you know, creepy shit happens in hospitals when it gets dark, that type of stuff. So eh, whatever, good enough, good enough concept and, uh, low barrier to entry. It's coming out on sure. So I think the setting looks interesting for sure. Yeah. 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 Could be super boring and bad, but you never know. Shutter's on a heater. <laughs> Shutter is on a heater, as we know. Uh, I went a different direction. I picked The Unholy as my dark horse pick. Boo. Um, Boo this movie. Uh, it's like a, what, a supernatural horror film, religious aspects. It's it, it, it has some rough CG in the trailer, which, like, that's a little bit rough. But for a movie that is ostensibly, like, exorcism and religious horror-based, it does appear to be doing some kind of new, fresh things in that space. And I really like the cast. I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I like Katie Asselton a lot. It's Sam Raimi produced. It's got some stuff going for it, and I think it looks pretty interesting, bad CG aside. But that bad CG, if it's front and center, could tank this whole thing, as could the fact that it could just delve into a very generic religious horror movie. So, Dark Horse, but I'm hopeful for it. It looks pretty good. I mean, cool. Can I just go next with my bottom one? Sure, because I, I was I was expecting you to say more. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I want to I just jump in here. That was the one I chose as my bottom one. And, I mean, to to a certain extent, you are right. I guess it does fit the mold of a Dark Horse the effects look absolutely horrible. And the other thing that I don't know if this is worth pointing out or not, but it's just something that kind of stuck with me is this is produced or distributed or whatever the word would be um, by Sony pictures. And basically the last time that there was a promising movie 
uh, about an exorcism or whatever coming through that studio. It was The Possession of Hannah Grace, and man, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's a so, very specific uh, thing. Doesn't, the last doesn't time this well. company put out an exorcism movie, it was garbage. I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, you start to get brands of movies coming through production houses, right? Like, you know yeah. what you're getting with A24, you know what you're getting with, like, Magnet. Uh, what was the other big one that... But, uh, dude, came, there's a difference. A24 making some, like, artsy, opaque shit is different than Sony Pictures doing not only horror, but possession horror, which is so... Like, it, that speaks volumes, actually, as to, like, why I'm not interested in this movie. Because we're having to have this conversation right now. <laughs> I, okay, so y- are you agreeing with me? I'm confused. Oh, honey. I'm confused yeah, no, I, I think, I I think it's, yeah, I it doesn't you. look interesting. And the yeah. CG looks <laughs> shockingly terrible. I think I think CG effects have actually gotten worse somehow. Look, I don't understand I don't, how that happened. I don't think, well, I think, Mark, there there's a few interesting articles I'll, I'll send you after this. I can't remember who wrote them, but I've been reading them recently about how, like, the prevalence and availability of CG and, like, how cheap... CG studios can produce stuff leads like smaller budget movies to use CG in a way they couldn't before, but it's the cheap CG. So it's like more, it's being used more, but it's still, you have to put resources into it or it looks like shit. It's yeah, a really it's like, interesting yeah. like bell curve of. It's like the great democratization of CG effects, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Everybody and their dog now has like Adobe After Effects. They think exactly. that's good enough. <laughs> the issue with this one, though, is that the rest of it looks like well funded, at least. Totally. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, so, there's a big budget here. It's it's well, getting a theatrical release. Like, and, I mean, I, the cast I read off; those are not like no name actors, right? No, 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 no. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, okay. But, I mean, there's no CM Punk, but Carrie no, Elwes no is in Punk. this for fuck's sake. Yeah, that was interesting to see. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, this is not Dark Was the Night, which is like a smaller indie flick. And then when the, they do show CG, it looks like shit. Like, okay, but when you have a movie that is well funded, and you have your Carrie Elweses of the world and shit, when you throw out shitty cg that's a big problem i like i just don't understand how that could have happened i would love to know yeah no i like it wasn't finished <laughs> maybe it wasn't i don't know whatever i don't care who knows who knows i mean a lot of movies also release trailers before the cg and like post work is totally done so that could be and then the trailers are three minutes anyway and you <laughs> see cg that you don't need to see Fuck, it's a real i don't X-Men even want to go down this Wolverine road i'm so mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, since you're still mad, why don't you keep that mad train rolling? Tell us what's your bottom one. I went with the believer. Yeah, uh, I'll join you here. I did the same thing, dude. It looks excruciating. I, something about like this style of relationship issue and the sanity of one partner being questioned is like okay, once in a blue moon. But there are like a lot of movies out there where it's just done so poorly. And we we just recently reviewed one that might be at the top of the heap. So to see one that isn't as good as mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> with Jessica Chastain yeah. and Michael Shannon. For sure. Uh, the issue with this one is it it doesn't appear to be clicking in the trailer, and that's all that the movie is about. So I, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, the other noteworthy thing about the trailer for me was the dialogue looks rough. Like, And if those are the clips of dialogue you choose for the yeah. trailer. I mean, like, that's it a looks big part of like it, right? Bad dialogue and poorly delivered. It's a tough combo there of like, it's hard, you can't deliver a bad line very <laughs> the subject, well. The subject, the writing. My God, it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not excited for this one at all. Although I will say some of the psychological horror looked genuinely disturbing, but I'll never find out if that's the case or not. Cause... <laughs> yeah, this was this was like among the bottom three this month in terms of like, I will forget this immediately, if not for 
the podcast that I have to record. So I've already forgotten the other two. This one I had like a kernel in my ma- in my memory bank. It's gone now. What was this movie I, called? The Believer. I do think it's funny that uh, there's a Thanks, plague Mark. mask in this movie for some reason. Oh God, you're right. What? <laughs> I, just, I did they forget decided about to that. throw a plague mask in. Why not? A that little bird insane. DM yeah, thing. that has nothing to do with the yeah. I have to like admit, I, this movie scene, I right? watched this trailer maybe two days ago and I forget most of what was in it. <laughs> I remember how it made me feel. That's <laughs> all everybody ever remembers, Jake. Yeah, exactly. Jack, um, I have a quick buddy. question for you. Are you sure you chose that as your bottom one? <laughs> yes, but here's the thing. When I was writing up and posting HRR, it was like close to four in the morning here, and I was like blackout drunk because we did uh, like like <laughs> I know, bubble karaoke at my sister's house. Proofreading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think at one point I, I have a... Uh, Oh shit! I have some very, very significant. Oh yeah, I think I did allergy instead of allegory at one point in there. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's. Did you a just rough. leave I, it. Uh, did you just leave it. I changed. No, it this I morning. fixed it. Mark fixed it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. But uh, hey, I got HRR up, so shut up. <laughs> Thanks. That Jack. is the most on time we've been in like a six month period. And so I just, uh, I just forgot which one I was talking about and I scrolled back up and I scrolled, I think it was like one lower down on the list, just saw the wrong one and, and wrote the wrong one on HRR. But either way, this is the one I was talking about. Well, you wrote Bloodthirsty. As I know, your... and Bloodthirsty looks pretty decent. <laughs> and I don't remember any bad dialogue from Bloodthirsty. Which one is Bloodthirsty, Jack? The, the werewolf, The werewolf one? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the werewolf one. I don't think there's two werewolf ones. I agree. I, I thought something different. But I um, yeah. Well, either way, let's pull the nose up here and stop being so goddamn negative all the time. Let's talk about top ones. Mark, what's your top one pick? So I went with the series coming out this month on Amazon Prime called Them. Uh, this is produced by Lena Waith, uh, and I think Jordan Peele is also involved. Am I right on that? Uh, no, um, I put him in my uh, write up, which might have confused you, just because I I used him as an example of like proof that. This is the one where I I used allergy instead of allegory, where like horror tropes are can be an excellent allegory for the racial issues across the country, a really cool way to do it. So I don't know that he has any involvement with this whatsoever. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you did you you weirded me out on that one, but it is EP'd by Lena Waithe, um, and she rules. She does rule. This is another. I mean, actually, this is another period piece, so I'm very off brand uh, yeah, for the whole thing. But this is build. set. And I think, like, yeah, 1950s-ish, Pleasantville, black family moves into an, like, exclusively white suburb, and, you know, general redlining-type stuff happens, and then there's, so so you have the conflict between the black family moving in and all of the racist white people in the neighborhood. Um, That's going to give you kind of your baseline tension there. There's burning crosses and, you know, black dolls being lynched and stuff on their, on their, uh, front lawn as an intimidation tactic and all that. But then it's also set against there's like this blackface demon thing. Uh, like the house itself is also haunted, I think. It's it's a little bit hard to tell what's going on. It, this is going to be a mini-series. I don't know how many episodes it is, but it's a, a bigger story than you know what you get from a two-minute long trailer. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I, th- I, think, it's look- I think it looks fantastic. Um, I am a little bit curious why Amazon Prime original content has never really taken off. Like, I can't it's, really think of the last big Amazon Prime show. Uh, um, well, I mean, it was uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale, right? Probably. That's on Hulu. Um, uh, Man in the High Castle? Yeah, it'd be Man in the High That's Castle. Amazon. It should or... be Patriot, but nobody fucking talks about Patriot. What's Patriot? <laughs> I've never heard of that. You should tell me more. 
Um, but yeah, that's them. It comes out on the 9th. Uh, so by the time this releases, you'll be able to just tune in and watch it. So it is a miniseries nice. and not just a series. I, what is the, what's the difference there? Do you, a miniseries, you I go in knowing, okay, this is a five-part miniseries or whatever, right? If it's a series, that's much more daunting for me as someone who doesn't like series because it's this unknown time suck. This really bothers me. <laughs> uh, I need to know the parameters. Ten episodes need... is what IMDb is saying. But it could be like there's a ten episode season, and then it could it continue. could be yeah Fuck. that's true okay okay I'm back to where I was I'm not that into it it looks good I it's a series dude someone's gonna have to tell me this was fucking awesome and if they do then I'll watch it that's great well, I just cannot that'll be that'll be my job I'll start doing that good then good 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 <laughs> what's next <laughs> All right, Jake what is your top one good. my God just oh, ending with you say good repeatedly getting quieter each time. <laughs> I went with In the Earth. In the Earth. Um, this one is pretty much exclusively because I've heard pretty good things for a while now since it, this movie had whatever form of a, the- uh, not a theatrical, but a festival release last year, late last year, I believe it was, that had to have been digitally done and some of the, what like the festivals that were existing were able to do, but was well-received. Um, this is kind of a, movie about isolation in the pandemic but it's done in the fashion of people getting fucked with in the woods um, which I'm into. i think there's yeah. yeah and then i think there's also like an element here of i i don't want to call it like lovecraftian but i i've also heard it kind of equated to annihilation which was a super interesting movie with a lot going on so i'm interested to see what this one's bringing to the table and i'm excited for it because i have heard good things it also fits into that wheelhouse that both Jack and I have. I think Mark is cool with people getting fucked with in the woods movies, but Jack totally and I are cool with it. next level on those. So I'm going for this one hard. Uh, and one look, other looks... thing to add. One other thing to add here is it's uh, put out by Neon. So on the tales of our conversation earlier yeah. regarding Sony Pictures, Neon yeah. has a much better track record. They put out movies like Possessor, Shirley, The Lodge, Bad Hair, all of these things that we liked and talked about within the last year. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's another that thing bodes that well. inspires a lot of confidence. Yep. It yeah. looks really good. What doesn't inspire confidence about it is there's a line pretty early on in the trailer where they equate cell phones not working with the GPS not working, and those d- oh, those yeah. are not those are not even and they close make to the same thing. Big point about it. It's like, okay, wow, you didn't need very much dialogue to make this make sense, but instead you just went for it. All right, and it's in the trailer. That is concerning. Yeah, but what either if, way, it still does look a, good. I, I I grant you that. I will be watching a, it. A GPS consultant. um i went a different way than both of you guys um i picked a little movie called things heard and seen Uh, this is the this is the one that i was late to the game on yes uh yeah i did write something finally i mean true to netflix (laughs) form they dropped their trailer for the movie in april like basically midnight on march 31st or something (laughs) about the time that hr was going up yeah (laughs) it actually hurt us to be on time uh, yeah. Uh, look, this is a movie. It's uh, starring Amanda Seyfried and I think Natalia Dyer from uh, Str- of Stranger Things fame and some other stuff. But um, kind of just a supernatural horror movie. I'm really excited for it. It's based on a book I liked very much. I think the book was from 2015, maybe 2016, perhaps. The 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 book is called uh, All Things Cease to Appear. Uh, it's by Elizabeth Rundage. But uh, just that source material alone is like 
people fucking with each other. There's kind of a murder mystery at the center of it. It's really creepy and eerie. And the floor on this just seems really, really high, right? Like, it can't be that bad. It looks, like, well put together with really good actors. So I'm on board for this. It looks like it could be fantastic. And at a minimum, it's going to be very competently made and good. There's a time-traveling ring. Yes. yes Mark, I, I feel like I remember you not being intrigued by this one. No, I am not intrigued by this one at all. Okay. I mean, whatever. I'll probably you guys end up are on it different it's on Netflix, wavelengths but... this month. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Way Very off. Much that's so. better. That's better. Usually, we're like, oh, I like the same movie, so this is good. So much conflict, <laughs> Jack. I hate you now. I think. Oh, good. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Let's get some false conflict going for the podcast. That'll, that'll good. Gin up really, some really. I'll fight Stir you. Up some chaff. Yeah. Two hundred and fifteen episodes in, Mark and I get mad at each other. Was there anything <laughs> else that is coming out? in the month of April that you guys are into or really not into or want to laugh at and make fun of and poke with a stick? Like what's up? Uh, uh, so I think one of the, one of the other ones that not only did we get a lot of traction on this one in our post, but also I think all three of us independently said that we were excited for it is boys from County hell, oh, hell uh, yeah. which is a, an Irish like new vampire story. Uh, like not like a Nosferatu type vampire thing, but almost like a, undead zombie type vampire beast thing uh looks pretty Comedy. damn funny i thought it was sh- uh channeling Comedy. shawn of the dead pretty hard and yeah um i don't know it it has gotten i think it had a limited premiere at one of those film festivals a month or so ago so there's mm-hmm. some takes already out there in the stratosphere um sounds like it is pretty good pretty well received yeah i'll buy that i don't think i had anything else to comment is upon that is that netflix or shutter that's a shutter one of course it is yeah the <laughs> only the only netflix is coming out the only Netflix this month is uh, things cease things. to exist or whatever the hell they're <laughs> things heard and seen. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, Jake, did you have anything you wanted to remark upon, or should we go to the feature? No, I was happy. I was happy that Boys from County Hell came up. That one looks funny to me, uh, and I'm happy to hear that it's kind of floating out there, all in the earth, where it's had a small release. People have liked it, and now we're going to be able to get our hands on it. So, excited. yeah, those were by too. far my top two, and then you know, the dark horse that I had with Fess and Crampton. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this month. It was kind of like a really big group that was in the lower middle section. And that's where we are. Absolutely. Well, let's then move on to the feature presentation. Man, Jack, you blew right. You blew his joke up. Yeah, well, we're off. Our game is off. I'm just going to cut all this out. Fuck. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2017's Thelma, uh, which was a jack pick. I picked this movie, boys, and you guys were confused about it. Still yeah. am. Still am. <laughs> I think this came up, I think we I was reading a New York Times review for some movie that we talked about or watched, and that review linked to the huh. New York Times review from like early 2017, late 2016, like when this was still Wait. in previews about this movie. Time out. Um, so there was a movie. Hold on. So an article <laughs> about a recent movie linked <laughs> to the review of Thelma. Yes. Okay. And so it was I, in some way, shape or form noteworthy or similar. Right. And I clicked okay. on that review and then I read about Thelma and it seemed very interesting. And so I just sure. put it on that like back of my head list that I only remember sometimes. And I remembered it around the time <laughs> we were doing another horror movie. Conveniently draft. enough for us. <laughs> So, oh, so it's uh, made its way onto my list, and here we are. I'd heard good things, but not very much about it, um, mm-hmm. and that's about it. <laughs> Mark, what did you know? 
Uh, the only thing I remembered was basically like doing HRR on it a while ago because it does sure. have sort of a memorable poster. But yep, that's the. I po- mean, that's what I was gonna say. The poster. I didn't know yeah. what the hell this was. Jack I didn't says know it Thelma. was in Swedish. I'm like, what? It's Norwegian. Stop blowing uh, up my beer. The, l- the language is Swedish. <laughs> in what you watched? According to yeah, according Weird. to Wikipedia, this fuck yeah, is this, this movie Swedish? Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking don't fucking come at me with your Norway trivia. It's Norwegian. Okay, hold on, hold on. Maybe it. I mean, it is Norwegian. Norway yeah. selected it as their entry for the Oscars that yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I get the hell okay. out of here. Well, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. I don't know why they'd be speaking Swedish, dude. That would be insane. I was but like, Sweden what kind of a one Swedish of the... name is Trond? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Trond is an awesome name. Mark, it's, Nor- it's Nor- they were speaking Norwegian. Norwegian. Huh. Okay, I don't know what I saw, but maybe it was... Okay, fuck me. Whatever, that's not important. The important part is that the poster <laughs> is what was important. The poster is what was memorable. The important part is the poster is what was important. Yes, I don't know how to speak. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Listeners, it's been like a month since we recorded. Give us a break. <laughs> Jake, what pre- did you know about this movie? Oh, you said the it. The poster. Right. God damn it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember the poster. It's what's Hell. important. Get a stopwatch ready. What are you Fuck, doing? It's, oh, it's ready, ready bud. I, do, I am mind. ready. All right. 30 it's seconds. Are, you say it then. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, Jack, and it's going to start when you start. Thelma is a young woman from a very conservative Christian family going off to college for the first time. She starts to experience uh, romantic feelings for one of her classmates, uh, but she represses those because her parents would be against her being gay. Uh, As she experiences these feelings, weird things start to happen. She has seizures. She might have powers. Uh, Then eventually she kills her dad, learns to control her powers. She has powers. They're somehow related to her sexuality. And then she makes her girlfriend disappear, but then brings her girlfriend back when she learns Time. how to control her powers. Yeah, you you made that take longer than thirty seconds because yeah, you were searching for a way to get to thirty seconds. Yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah, the girlfriend. Really no part. story in this the, movie. The plot is very simple in this movie. Yeah. It's just like young girl <laughs> experiencing, like you know, it's like a gay coming of age story. That I, yes, that is what it is. <laughs> um, with some with some powers. With some powers, so with some supernatural. Powers. I mean, yeah. And then she turns into Loki. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. No, she. Yeah, that's she gets... that's that's Thelma two. And then yeah, that, Thelma two. Thelma the two, the lo- Loki Lokiization, the Lokization. <laughs> uh, and then she gets recast as a uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I was I was stuck on Thomas Middleditch. That's not it. <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, nothing else. I don't think I missed anything too much, so why don't we jump right into what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except for Supernatural, because I'm taking that one, even though that's so generic. And it's foreign. Foreign, foreign, yep. foreign. Yep. foreign. It's got foreign. It. I got it in there. <laughs> uh, psychological, for sure. That's yeah. it. I think that's it. I, I unless we start it. going with genres that aren't horror, because uh, this is a drama. I mean, this is, yes, this is this is, is a supernatural drama. It is for sure. I mean, it definitely has heavy horror elements. I like, mean, heavy is a strong word. Yeah, it has. Yeah, look, the, the way it's shot and the tone of it being just uncomfortable from start to finish, I think, is very decidedly genre. And the couple of the individual scenes are very frightening. But that's yeah, it's not. Uh, we will get into this because it is part of something that I want to talk about with this movie. Um, so 
Shall we? Uh, yes, let's shall. <laughs> shall we get into it? On that note, talk about what the movie does right. And I want to start yeah. with cinematography because this movie yes. is gorgeous and it's shot in an absolutely immaculate way. Um, to be perfectly honest and to tip my hand a little bit as to how I felt about this movie, that's really all that kept me in was I was able to enjoy the way it was shot from cover to cover. Yeah. 100% agree. They they have they love their long dramatic shots. Yeah. This yes, is not like do. a this isn't a quick edited like Baz Luhrmann movie. <laughs> no. is, I, I think no, the average isn't. length of shot in this movie is probably like 5 seconds, which is a wild exaggeration, but uh yeah. is I mean, it's longer than you would see in a normal like American mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's call it the director here. His name is Joaquim Trier. Um which okay. is uh, interesting, but uh, I don't really know him. I certainly don't know him from anything else, but um, it is it is an absolutely gorgeous movie, and along with that cinematography, something about the rest of the movie establishes a very cohesive tone throughout the whole thing. I talked about it being uncomfortable and like just kind of feeling, it makes you kind of feel hollow the whole time, which I think kind of mirrors our protagonist's uh, experience in this story, mm-hmm. you know, just unsure of exactly what's going on. It also has a really dreamlike quality, a really dreamy state, which is really interesting. And I'm not, I was having trouble, like I, it was a definite vibe I had, that like this thing feels like a dream, but I couldn't figure out exactly what to attribute that to like i you know it's not just that it's like blurry or you know what i mean the typical ways they would establish that dreamlike quality it's just it always had that dreamlike quality which was really cool i i think i do think a part of that is like the conscious effort that they put into how they shot everything uh it's a much darker movie like actually how it is lit. like very specific things are lit and everything else a lot of the time everything else is quite dark yeah. So I think that that probably could have played into it too. This felt like, and I hate making this comparison because I know that there's some bias happening internally due to the fact that the plots are somewhat, they're covering the same bases to a degree. But this felt like a black swan light in some of how it approached the way it shot hmm. its stuff. I got some black swan vibes. I got a lot of let the right one in vibes. Yeah. And that's Which... similar in another way. <laughs> yeah. That was um... Swedish. That wasn't, nope, that was Finnit. Nope. Fuck, Mark, you've gone and <laughs> fucked everything up. I hate Just you. Just say Scandinavian and move on. It's, they're all Scandinavian, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> it's basically the same place. I actually I don't like that. I don't like that. We have some Scandinavian listeners, and I don't want to alienate them. I know, but if you're going to get a then, list, but either then get it right or just say Scandinavian. I, don't and I, I got this one right. About. I got it right. Do not. Okay. Don't. <laughs> this, this, let, let, let the right one in is Swedish. This one is Norwegian. Stop it. <laughs> For the record, IMDb does list Swedish as one of the languages. I so. was looking at that okay. too. Well, it doesn't. It just it says IMDb has a section that just says countries, and Sweden is listed as one of them. And I don't know what the I don't fuck know. They're that bordering means. countries. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe they shot some stuff in Sweden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to give credit where it's due. You know, we can sure. all hold hands here. <laughs> Let's this hold hands. Both. We're all global <laughs> citizens. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I think this movie does right, and I'll preface this by saying I am not a woman nor a gay person, uh, but I did feel like they did a very good job of the coming of age story. At least it was identifiable to me. Like it's not just a gay story or a female story, which which would be cool, but it's also just a very universally identifiable, like just coming of age story and questioning, you know, what's going on with you as you uh, change circumstances. Yeah, I'll pile on there a little bit. One of the things I had written down was the general premise of, like, getting, air quotes, corrupted at college. And, like, 
marrying that with the expectations you have from your home life. There are very few movies that we've talked about um, that center around this like fundamentalist Christian protagonist and like trying to make that work in modern society. We have um, porno, ironically, uh, <laughs> yeah. is sort of about that. <laughs> yep, and yep, we yep. have uh, teeth is also in a similar way uh, it is framed that bit. way. But yep. honestly, outside of those two, there there aren't that many of those out there. And I thought that this was, I mean, one of the more serious and interesting versions of that story. So yeah, unique yeah. in that way, at least. And, and I'll say, for, from my unlearned and unexperienced perspective, I thought it was a interesting and, and thoughtful handling of of the the you know kind of gay story too. Obviously, I'm not the person to speak to that, but I I thought it was well done either way. It didn't seem you know like just a gimmick or exploitative or anything. Yeah, I think I, that I I agreed. I think that the success there was that it was semi matter of fact in the way that it treated like her experience. It was a little bit voyeuristic and just like following her along while she was at college. Uh, not to say there weren't elements of like we're gonna add some exposition here to help you understand that the family is like fundamentalist christian and you know she has a past with them and pray away the gay and all that shit but it was pretty straightforward with its approach and i think that helped absolutely yeah, yeah they, they they had to cut a scene where she walked down into the basement and on a whiteboard her father had written <laughs> <laughs> lesbians question mark and how many are there three circled <laughs> Oh, Tron. That would have been too much. They thought that was too much, so they pulled it out of the movie. Good, good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really liked the father-daughter relationship in this as well. I thought that was really well actualized, especially from starting with him pointing the fucking rifle at her. Like, that was a really cool and like, oh my God, I compelling relationship. Yeah. <laughs> this movie starts off with, like, them going hunting him and his mm-hmm. little, little tiny little young daughter, and then instead yeah, like of pointing the rifle at the deer, he points it at her head for, like... 12 seconds it's a long fucking time they like long dramatic shots jack <laughs> yes they do <laughs> um but i thought that was a really cool relationship and especially when she's still like calling him because she still talks to him about everything but can't tell him everything she's doing mm-hmm. and that breakdown there which i assume is also attributable to the acting it's always really hard to gauge acting in a language that i like have no connection to whatsoever or understanding of even the the scansion of a sentence but i think the acting was good yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought Ellie Harbo did a great job as Thelma. Um, yeah. I Her parents both seem fine, but their whole role is sort of like cold and um, stoic, I guess would be the word. Yeah, I like stoic. Uh, which which, which yeah. I don't think is like a particularly difficult thing to act. Like you're just, you're just kind of being terse. Like that's your whole thing. Sure. Um, but, you know. Ellie Harbo has to go through the fucking paces in this to do all these different scenes where she's having seizures. She's the scene when she's um, talking to her dad on the phone and then confesses, uh, you know, I've, I've drunk alcohol. I had two beers with friends, um, whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's crying as she's doing all this stuff, but kind of keeping it all composed too. And just kind of like how that scene evolves. Cause it starts out with like, yeah, I make food for myself. I had vegetable stew tonight. And then it gets like, more and more emotionally intense and she just builds throughout that entire scene. I mean, there's, I think there's a reason why this was submitted as Norway's or Sweden's who knows, uh, (laughs) thing for the Academy Awards. It didn't, I I don't think it actually made the big show, but, uh, yeah, that scene is, you know, at least from, from the film perspective, like this is an impeccably acted movie. Yeah. And, and that scene is, I loved that scene. It's particularly effective because you just feel the anguish of like, she 
is telling him like one thing she feels guilty about to avoid telling him about the real thing she wants to tell him about mm-hmm. but can't. Mm-hmm. Ugh, man. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I should say too is uh, my wife, who is a medical professional, uh, commended her on her seizure acting. She said it was good seizures. Nice. So, yeah. yeah you don't always get much. good seizures, especially if you're watching like, you know, uh, like ER or Grey's Anatomy or whatever. <laughs> Where it's just like the person just spazzes out as much as possible and doesn't actually like seize up. So, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what else do we want to talk about in what it does right? I, the only other thing I had written down here um, was the seizure scene while she's swimming is an incredible sequence. Mm. It, I, we already kind of unpacked the overall like cinematography of it, um, but... I guess I should have brought this up then. There is that about two minute long sequence where she has the seizure in the pool, blacks out, wakes up like on the bottom, but then all of the air is going toward the bottom. So she's like swimming into the wall and she can't get out. And then she gets all disoriented and comes back up. And then all of a sudden the fucking lifeguard's there. (laughs) Yeah. Asshole. But, um, I don't know. That was, if I were to point to like one sequence that kind of shows, uh, what this movie does from a like visual stylistic standpoint, that's probably the one I would send you to. Absolutely, like that's it. that's an in the scene. This movie has a few, I think, really cool individual shots, concepts, or scenes that like are are really awesome. That's one. The other one I really really liked is after she gets back home, having vanished, uh, her girlfriend whose name Anya, right? Anya. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's like one lock of her hair, like. In oh the yeah, glass, like, the, like in embedded the in the window, half yeah. in and half out. That was super cool and affecting. Um, so I, I liked a lot of that. Those kind of little things I think were really cool. Uh, I also thought the immolation of her father looked really good, uh, especially for you know. I mean, this was, wasn't a small movie. It's like a five million dollar movie, but uh, it looked really good, especially for how bad fire typically looks. Just like when it's a I was house, say, and this was a this guy. is coming from. This is coming from the guy who fucking hates fire effects no matter what. <laughs> uh, but that is all I really had in what it does hard or right. Yeah. Yeah. So did yeah, anybody have anything it does in the middle? I mean, pacing, I yep, think. That's where, you, I, that's where I put this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, this movie really fucking takes its time, and that would imply that it actually gets to a payoff. I it doesn't really, though, so it's kind of just slow. <laughs> it um, does, Mark. It does. I, I also well, think it's... It, it does. It, I, I just don't know that it like the payoff mattered that much to you. As a horror viewer looking for a horror experience, Like I kept waiting for this, like the horror tip to happen, and it was a different type of movie. 100%. Eli Roth comes in and guest directs like one scene. <laughs> like I, I think that it did. I think that it did happen, but it wasn't the tip that I was expecting. Like I kept waiting for it to go further than it did. Got to a point where I knew that it wasn't going to, and I know when it shifted, but the shift still wasn't as extreme. I I agree with that. And I put the pacing in here also because like, I think it had to do that to establish the tone and style and everything the movie's going for. Right. That's really served by these, you guys talked about a lot, extended long shots, Right. Mm -hmm. But then also and so it's kind of necessary, but then it makes the movie feel long and slow and like not a lot happens. And I don't know how to fix that because I like the tone and I like how it feels, but I don't like how long it is and how slow it is. Right. And I think we're 
we're we're now dovetailing into what uh, one of the first things I'm going to say, and when we do, when we get to does wrong is, but I think there is a style of narrative writing where you don't really actually rely on things to happen, right? It's really more of a focus on, like like in this case, it's a coming of age story, right? It's just like a snapshot of this girl's life for roughly six months, or I don't know how long this movie's supposed to take, but absolutely. The the point here isn't that we all live these like Hollywood blockbuster insane lives where shit happens all the time. It's just like things change. This is a movie about change. Stuff does slowly. happen in this movie, dude. Like, I mean, she <laughs> fucking like, kills shit. her dad. She disappears her, her 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 lover. She heals her mom's paralysis. She goes back. Is now like at peace with her existence as a human and has superpowers and is with the love of, the, of her life maybe that's a lot a lot happens so we can move on yeah and i mean she put her brother under the ice when he but, was an infant <laughs> yeah but the thing is it doesn't feel like, like much happens, happens in this right, movie despite right. like when you list the shit that happens a lot happens but when you're watching the movie it feels like fucking nothing happens yeah okay let me yeah. let me retake that then it doesn't in fact, it it doesn't over dramatize things, and in fact, it under dramatizes many of these. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of the that, I like, opposite. I like that take. Yeah. Take shelter in that way. Where in take shelter, oh god, I mean, straight up, nothing happens in take shelter, yeah. but it feels like stuff's happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> this right. one, yeah. a lot happens. But that's it a feels good. Like that's a good comparison. They are very dissimilar <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Yeah. One other kind of related thing as I was going to talk about earlier, and are we just transitioned to does wrong yet? Is that a thing we've done? I can't, it kind of feels okay like we it. have. We can now, officially. Here okay. we go. Woo! Now it's wrong. <laughs> For, I, I think the protagonist is an awesome character. I think she's really good. I think she acts it really well, and I empathize with her throughout the whole thing. But for somebody who feels guilty about, like, everything in this movie, they throw in a flashback where when she was, like, seven years old, she teleported her little brother, her infant brother, to under the ice. It doesn't feel like the movie should end with, like, a happy-go-lucky, I accept myself now. She should, she never expresses guilt about that, it feels like. And that's, like, even if you now have learned to control your powers and it really wasn't her fault, you should, that's, if you're going to feel guilty about anything, that's probably the one. I I mean I felt like that was sort of I guess is she aware of like her childhood events? I kind of got the sense that her father was like deliberately keeping her in the in the dark on that to the point of I think that's why they include the scene where she was given the antipsychotic medication that was way stronger than it needed to be and she wasn't aware of it, right? Sure. Isn't that what they were kind of going yeah, for yeah, there? I I think so, and that's the same thing they did to the grandmother, right, of giving her like a tremendous amount of meds to just zonk her out but i mean it seems like she realizes everything at the end of the movie and well how like, did that reveal come about again i just need to relive that in the context of the movie so like so what happened i first, saw it but i don't remember her acknowledging it there's like first the flashback when she's like laying in bed thinking about these things so i assumed these were flashbacks like as she was experiencing them uh the way they were doled out in the movie the first flashback I, is like she teleports her little brother to under the couch um, and then, like, I yeah. think 20 minutes later in the movie, when things are getting more and more intense, she has the flashback where she teleports him to under the ice, and it cuts from her dad, like, pounding on the ice, screaming to her eyes, like, kind of her bolt waking up, like, bolt upright. So, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not a, flash, a flashback she's experiencing, but I, I kind of assumed it was. Hmm. I either didn't straight up interpret that as a flashback she was having, or I couched it more as like a slow realization of a fever dream type of thing where she's just like fully 
dissociated from her childhood and her past and like you probably do feel sort of a passive amount of guilt there but it's almost like it didn't happen to her okay yeah i guess i don't know that's that's how that whole thing sort of felt to me it's just interesting in a movie that is so much about like her feeling unnecessary guilt it didn't feel like they ever really addressed what could be argued as some necessary guilt right i mean she she feels like a ton of guilt about drinking alcohol and being a lesbian lesbianism and almost no guilt about teleporting her brother under the ice and force it not forcing but sort of indirectly causing her mom to fling herself from a bridge well, and, and then also, when she's you know straight up setting her dad on fire when she is almost fully in control of her abilities <laughs> i mean that might have been a good choice on her part i think her dad is like legitimately a bad guy right i don't We're know because he's that. he also he's the antagonist like the mom wanted the mom, it seems like the mom wanted to kill her. It was her, the mom's idea from the beginning. The dad couldn't do it, so he's been trying other shit, right? Because mm-hmm. he, the dad loves her so much he couldn't kill her. Uh, I don't know. The parents are just kind of collectively like a an antagonist type yeah, they're just, character. I guess they're just trying not, to make it work. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're very religious. I, I don't know. They're kind of sympathetic, though. Like, they're very religious, and, like, this is obviously some fucked up shit, so... I, I also got a vibe that, like, P, they I mean, weren't religious until, like, this kind of stuff started happening, and then they were like, okay, well, let's find some way to religion's deal with this, how and they you found religion. It. I don't know. Well, and... I mean, the other thing is, I, I do like describing them as sympathetic, because you have a daughter who kind of absentmindedly murders your other kid yeah that's rough what are you using you know supernatural forces that you can't just like put her in protective custody or you know like a some mental hospital or something like that like what the fuck are you supposed to do you gotta do something yeah (laughs) yeah so i guess you 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 make sure she never drinks alcohol because if she loses control of it she could like literally end the planet For sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's about it. You scour the earth looking for a Professor X type of character who can, you know, teach her to harness them and then save the world. Yeah. We're I kind of back yeah. to what if, the movie over does. Over in America, right, we got Jean Grey, who's going to the, you know, school for gifted youths. And, and gifted this youngsters. Thelma is just sure. youths. <laughs> I, I, don't, I prefer the, uh, the My Cousin Vinny pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. What else? So maybe that's something this movie does right. Yeah, is the I guess we're back to what the movie between, does right. Yeah. <laughs> between like I, said, I put I put the relationship between her and her dad squarely and does right. But okay, yeah, well then it's fair. it's it's kind of just relationships and character development, and writing or whatever. I don't know how you want to couch it. It's good. Yeah. Um, I the what what I had written down as my my peak thing and does wrong um Ooh. is that this movie is beautiful but largely insubstantial, um and that. And we've we've already kind of touched on this, but there's really like barely a story here. It's it's just a straight line of a film. Um, I'm curious. I wish you could dig up the thing that you had read about it, uh, Jack. That that like really inspired you to put I'll, this on your. I'll your try list. to find it. I'll try to find it. I'm sure um, I can. Because I I do believe like this is this is interesting as a film. Like it makes sense that this would go into the Academy Award nomination pile because that's the type of. This is like, you know, Manchester by the Sea type shit, where it's not, (laughs) it's certainly not fun to watch or good, really, by any sort of, like, entertainment value, but it's definitely, it's well put together that it's hard to, it's hard to shit talk about it, but, I mean, honestly, 
the value of this movie as entertainment, which I think is generally at least what I'm looking to get out of most of these things, is borderline zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I and did... the other thing is, like, if you're if you're treating it as a sort of coming of age story, uh, where she kind of comes to terms with who she is and accepts her, uh, you know, sexual orientation and all that stuff, I don't really feel like the movie comes out in a very strong way, one way or the other, on how what actually happens with all of that. It, it's it's kind of if that's its central message, it sort of just muddles the I, whole thing. I don't know. I disagree with that. I think the movie is very the the only like theme this movie has that is very clear to me is like her repressing who she actually is makes her unable to control these powers and bad things happen and then when she accepts who she is she's able to control them and brings her girlfriend back from the whatever void she was in and takes control of things like that's the only theme that seemed very discernible to me i guess don't repress yourself and you won't and occasionally you'll vomit up a dead bird yeah, yep, that's it. You yeah. nailed it. You <laughs> nailed it. it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll redact that point. That I guess this, this is a great. Oh, how about that? yeah, <laughs> perf- perfect metaphor. Back to the other thing she should feel guilty about. You don't uh, puke on someone's carpet and then sprint out of the room. And... <laughs> it's an amazing leave. move. That's a, an amazing move. No weed in that. It's just a cigarette. <laughs> The other, the other possibly worse thing here is, um, holy seizure warning, Batman. Yep, There's a scene where I they had. literally God. try and induce a seizure. I in almost her, and couldn't. I, it's I also trying no, to induce a seizure watch. in the watcher. Straight couldn't yeah. watch. Like I get it. With no, <laughs> especially because like everything you watch on Disney Plus now that has like any sort of transition from bright light to dark light, they have that like seizure warning on there, which I'm totally on board for. It should this movie should have had a seizure warning? Oh my God. I think it's funny, too, how they have to know that they're trying, like, the scene is them trying to induce a seizure. Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. not think that that's going to be seizure-inducing in, in, in the thing that you're making? Like, just put a damn warning on the beginning of it. What the hell? Yeah, you have to. You absolutely have to. Like, once, I, luckily, I mean, not if, if I were an epileptic, like, going to suffer an epileptic seizure, I would not have had enough warning. It would have just happened, but... By the time it started going, I was able to just like look away for quite some time and take from context clues what was needed to come back. At well, the it right, also happens more right than time. once. There's the one scene that it is, happens twice. Yeah, yeah brutal. But the, twice. The, the second time is, is excruciatingly long. Yeah. Well, and the nightclub scene is also rough because she is at that yep. point. The test for whether or not she has epilepsy is pending, and it's like, well, then don't put yourself in that kind of environment. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but good music in that scene, though. So, <laughs> we got that. You got Agnes Obel's uh, Familiar going on in the background. Okay. Shit's exactly. Good. Totally. Banger. <laughs> Dude, that is a banger. You should listen to that song. It's great. Apparently, I should. Wow. Okay, Mark, blow the whistle. Dude, Jack, Jack, no, no, Jack, Jack, if you just continue to not talk, I'm convinced he's going to just keep going. I want to see how far we can take this. I mean, I'm already, I already don't know any of the lyrics to that song. Yeah, you're so you're just going to loop the whole thing? Are you going to loop what you've already it's, done? It's kind of like a, yeah, it's, I'm doing like a Scatman type thing at this I, point. No, you're not. Stop talking about Scatman. Never. I will never <laughs> stop talking about Scatman. Scatman is love. Scatman is life. <laughs> Nitpick time. For a movie that appears to be anti-religion, 
right? Uh, that seems to be like, or at least anti-oppressive religion in a way that makes one hide their sexuality. That whole scene with the dumb, with her dumbass friend who's trying to argue against the existence of God is really strange. Oh, the cell phone thing. Yeah, that yeah. kid. I had this was that the first dumb as a I'd box of rocks. <laughs> yeah, that kid is a stone <laughs> idiot if he can't explain a single aspect of how a cell phone works. Radiation, well, Mark, or even I mean, yeah. it, is, it is radiation. <laughs> it is a form of radiation. I'm trying to tell you, he explained a single thing. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't explain but it. He just also, said the word radiation. He's like. He's like anti-religion but also a conspiracy theorist because he thinks cell phones give you cancer i couldn't tell what was going on i mean it's not it's not quite q but you know q annan <laughs> but also he couldn't even just get to like uh okay maybe i can't explain how a cell phone works but science has ends with a working cell phone and if you the, the god argument ends with some asshole telling me trust me and with no evidence <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no! I got this book that was written two thousand years ago by a human, by the way, who <laughs> who claims to know other stuff that we can't say at this point. Whatever, oh, man, it's fake. Don't worry about so it. So that was a weird scene to put in this movie. That apart from that, had a pretty I mean, consistent. <laughs> I I think your point, your clarification of this movie's understanding of religion is is interesting because I don't know if I would say that it's actively like anti-religion, but it is anti-things that cause you to suppress who you actually yeah. are. Yeah. And I, I maybe that is part of this movie's thing of, you know, we just need to be sort of self-critical and that type of thing. Like, it's not just, there isn't just a black and white religion, good, religion, bad type answer to all of this. Because mm-hmm. even then, within the scope of the movie, I, you know, there's an argument to be made that the that was the mechanism that allowed them to not murder their daughter when she was eight. So yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a good thing. And, I mean, there are a tremendous amount of people who are anti-religion but unable to explain anything. I mean, th- those people do exist. Yeah. That, like, um, science is effectively religion to them based on their understanding of it. Have you seen the fossil records? I would Jack? put I would put most of the people who follow that I fucking love science account in that category where it's like you failed high school chemistry twice, but yeah, you fucking love science. Get after it. You love this Twitter account. I like the idea yeah, you science. can really put Mentos in a Diet Coke bottle. That's important. <laughs> That's you're really breaking new scientific boundaries there. And if even one person in that thread could explain nucleation to me, I would give them a thousand. I'd <laughs> be nuts. <laughs> Well, see, Jack, there's two types of nucleation. Oh, God. Yes, there is. Oh, God. Okay, Jake's (laughs) upset. (laughs) What other nitpicks? I'm kind of wondering. There was a a mistranslation. Well, I'm kind of wondering if this is a mistranslation or not. But during the seizure sequence, where they're trying to actually induce a seizure in the watcher of the movie, um, as she's, like, about to start peeking into this seizure realm, um, one of the things the doctor says is, I see you're having difficult thoughts, and I really hope that's just a poor transliteration or whatever we'd call it. Right. Because that Trans- is absolute creation. medical gobbledygook. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, would I, I, I kind of agree with you, Mark. I assume it was trying to say, like, I'm seeing a lot of activity in a part of your brain, not that I yeah, see you look stressed out. difficult thoughts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jake, you have anything? You're being a wonderful a, conversation. There weren't a lot no, of I mean, it's, in this movie. I, I had a really hard time nitpicking this movie. I didn't. I mean, I, I initially put the seizure thing in there when it happened for the first time, and then I escalated it when it happened for a longer 
period of time the second time. So, no, I actually don't have any nitpicks. I I think I have a general nitpick with the mom being in a wheelchair just because okay. that's one of the things they never really explain. I think it's because she flung herself from a bridge, yes. yeah. which they allude to. Yes. But, I mean... yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like there's an internal link there that's still missing where if you what? F- you drop yourself off an 80-foot high bridge, I don't, I don't know. I want a little bit I mean, more she's of a alive. shot of her in a hospital or something like that with the doctor being like, she'll be paralyzed. Dude, this is you, not you're a nitpick drop- I had. <laughs> she didn't die. I can't bo- <laughs> she's, she's lucky to be paralyzed, dude. Exactly. That's. I mean, that's my point. I, they included a... I just wanted like one extra step in that storytelling okay. process. Okay. All you I'm wanted saying. some exposition, I see. It's very yeah. American of you. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I, and then next to the whiteboard in the basement, there's yeah. a diagram of, of how tall the bridge was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then in some x-rays of the spine, which which vertebrae in particular <laughs> were Christ. It was 69 meters. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it all mean? You're like one of those assholes that like goes through uh, the dark night and is like pointing out that like no you don't actually understand when Harvey Dent's in the hospital you see an MRI of his brain and like part of it's broken and that's what made him become two-faced like yeah no shit he had the accident then he became <laughs> two-faced I don't need like that doesn't explain anything more to me that's just insane what are you talking about that's not an amazing detail I don't get how that so uh, yeah Mark, I get Mark, what? Mark, okay. Mark. Okay. It she was, went what? off the side it of the bridge. It was, she was paralyzed. Very clear from the story what had happened. You don't yeah. need a like more direct yeah. explanation. That's all I'm saying. Well, my that's like that's like say, that's that. like having a nitpick with the fact that they didn't have some follow up on what she did after she was able to walk around at the end, and Thelma just left. <laughs> I don't have a nitpick with that. I don't give a shit. Hey, like, that that gets unpacked in Thelma Two: The Lokiization. <laughs> the Lokiization. <laughs> How Thelma got her groove back. <laughs> so wait, it's Thelma to the localization and, and how additional... Thelma got, or it's the localization or how Thelma got her groove back. Yeah, it's one of those ones or. with a really long subtitle. Yeah, with an or in it. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Oh my god. I have a nitpick. Maybe it's not a nitpick. I she was so mean to Anya, and it made me very. I know dealing with one's sexuality is hard, and it's even was she mean? More was she mean, or was she just incapable of like? interacting with her for a substantial doesn't matter how she was experiencing it she was a fucking asshole to anya when she wouldn't talk to she her was inconsiderate very in- unbelievably inconsiderate yeah, she, she was very inconsiderate. bailed on the opera wouldn't talk people to her, have feelings wouldn't answer any of her phone stuff Ugh, mean asshole yeah but neat pick though it was a cool dance sequence <laughs> what is you that keep going the, back to this you keep going back to the dance no no this is the opera dance not the rave dance oh shit yeah i thought you're going back to the club those two uh, okay. people on like the 12 foot high stilts that was nuts we should go oh. to more like like local art stuff i think that doesn't exist uh, during mark COVID, i've been mark. to a shocking yeah, amount of the local yeah, dance uh troupe scene in boise and i can tell you you do not need to go to more of it <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of stilts work, huh? <laughs> not very much stilts work. Not- <laughs> Great. Um I thought it was interesting that Satan in Swedish is fawn. That's kind of cool. It's mm. interesting, certainly. Let's go to ratings. Let's do it. <laughs> Jake just grunted at you. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Jake's really into this movie. <laughs> I mean, yes. To go walk to the cement and
We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate Schmidt's ability to pronounce things normally. We'll pack our lunches, we'll cut out coupons. It's coupons. Coupons, yes. No. And for 10, think of how Rick Blaine would rate how long he and Isla will have Paris. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Uh, this was my pick. I'm going to rate the thing for story. I'm going to give it a four for story. Uh, like we talked about, there is not much story here. But also like we talked about, we, I really do like what they're doing kind of with this coming of age story, making it relatable. Again, I can't really speak to if it's a accurate, you know, gay representation story, but I do. It still reads well to me. I also really like her relationship with her father. All that stuff is really good, but it's kind of a judicious lack thereof story rating for me. Jake, how about you? I gave it a four as well. Um, simple, kind of in a straight line, like Mark said, but I think it was impactful for what it was. Absolutely. Hard to give it too high of a score, though. Mark! I gave it a five uh, to err on the side of slightly below average, but, mm. I mean, I don't really have too much else to add here. I don't know why I'm a step higher than you guys are. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see what <laughs> happens in the next rating and then talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. World building and immersion is our second category, and I'm going to give it a six for world building and immersion. I think the world building here is what it is more than anything else. Her apartment, the the pool her classroom like the library these all feel like really cool places to keep coming back to i like the world they built her parents house feels like a whole shift in everything that's going on like the house where she grew up in this like rural you know lake house uh thing i think that's all farm really house. cool uh, but i uh, yeah, farmhouse thank you jake um Thanks. yeah and i mean immersion wasn't you know super low but the slow build burn nature of it makes it like hard to get terribly immersed in it because of what's happening and then also the seizure sequences or the seizure inducing sequences they kind of took me out of it a little bit so i'm giving it a six jake so in some regards i don't disagree with the world building thing it was kind of this we talked about it, it was there was a dreamlike quality to this movie but it was also two hours long and vast swaths of not a lot happening in this one so it was hard to keep in touch with it the whole time i'm happy the cinematography was as good as it was which i've got to put somewhere else but from an immersion standpoint even with that little bit of a kind of a, a boost from the the uh, ethereal quality of the world building it's still low for me man i gave it a three whoa that is Ouch. low just didn't it didn't click for me that's fair enough mark in this one in this piece in this one mark what about you um, I sided with Jack on this one. I gave it a six. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I think the world building is solid enough. Everything's set in, like, there isn't too much world building you have to do when it's not, like, this is just set on a college campus. This is set in a real yes. college. They just film at the real at a real college. Um, in Sweden. It, was it? Or was it Norway? Jeez. See, now I don't know. I don't know if you're being serious or not, Jake. <laughs> this is so hard. Was it in Denmark? Don't worry about it. Stop it. Okay. I'm not um, doing this. I, I didn't really, I don't know, whatever. It, I thought it was fine from a world-building <laughs> standpoint. From the immersion standpoint, watching things with uh, subtitles on frequently helps because you have to like play, pay laser-focused attention. I guess my or biggest gripe here is that they didn't, they didn't have enough uh, exposition whiteboards in the basement. You know, I thought oh, that really Jesus. made the whole thing suffer. One last very... That's a pretty, I gotta say, that's a, that's a pretty high immersion score for a two-hour-long foreign movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's exactly one half step above average, Jake. I don't I don't know if it's really particularly higher rating, but 
Feels sure. high to me. Feels high to me. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, you gave it a three. I did give it a three. Yeah, I was yeah. not immersed in this movie. <laughs> scare Factor is our next score, and I'm going to give it a three for Scare Factor. There are some individually very scary scenes. The scene in the pool in particular is great. The, the immolation scene is really good, and the scene with her brother under the ice is excellent. It has a very uncomfortable tone that almost makes me want to bump it up a little bit, but I think this just this isn't really a scary movie. This is more just a story of this woman coming to terms. I also think the ending being very happy from the protagonist's perspective makes it not as scary kind of overall what was happening that it builds to that. So it's a three for me. Jake, how about you? We didn't talk about this a lot. This is kind of a horror-ish movie. Um, I think it's good. I think it's healthy to touch on these that kind of push the genre and like kind of tap at the boundaries of what is a genre film. Um, That being said, I gave it a one and a half. It really is more for like the scene. The individual scenes weren't really there for me, like the especially the pool one. I just thought that was fucking cool to look at. The immolation scene was disturbing, and I thought it looked good. The ice scene, whatever. I didn't really have any that didn't affect me at all. Um, it was more the tone. There was like that underlying sense of something being off. Like who's gonna be the issue here? When is the whore going to come in? Like that anticipation actually helped a little bit along with that kind of darker atmosphere and, and ethereal quality that it had to it from that dream state sort of way uh, about it. But yeah, low for me, man. One and a half. Very low. Mark, how about you? Uh, y'all went too high. I gave it a one. <laughs> I I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with Jake on this one, obviously. It, there's there's really nothing here that, that does it for me. The one scene that I think, like, I don't know, if you're afraid of spontaneous human combustion or something like that, like, the one place I wouldn't be worried about that happening is on a fucking boat in the middle of a lake. It is kind of, the, the way they handle it where he comes back up and then immediately catches on fire. I actually is, is fucking cool. loved that. Like, you, you're really either cool. going to drown or you're going to burn to death. Like, that was actually gnarly. <laughs> Uh, pretty gnarly, but not scary is, I guess, the point here. Um, it is definitively credited as being a horror movie, and I don't really have any any qualms with that. Like, I think you can easily call this thing a horror movie, but I don't think it's a requirement that horror movies are scary in a weird way. So, no, I, I, I know totally exactly not. what you mean. It's it's I, totally not. The, but the kind of yeah, horror this is in a very it. weird way. This is going to sound very weird, but it's kind of I put it in the same category as that movie Lure, uh, in terms of like what kind of horror this is. <laughs> You're right. That does sound weird. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, it's going to take us into effects. What what mark? I'm trying to remember what we all gave Four and Oh, what we gave it. I don't know. Um, uh, you gave it a three. Jake gave it a one and a half. I gave it a two. So oh, very fuck. Similar. Same very, score. Very, very Same similar. Score. So I was exactly right with that. It wasn't weird. Fuck you, Jake. Uh, <laughs> that's going to take us into <laughs> effects or judicious lack thereof. I give it a six for effects or judicious lack thereof. I think this is a cinematography is a huge part of this. Sound design is another huge part of this. The minimal effects that they do do, the hair through the glass, the the immolation scene are all really, really effective. It is more of a judicious lack thereof movie than anything else, but what they do do looks really, really good, and it's a six for me. Jake? You said doo-doo twice. Uh, yeah, I gave it a six and a half. Uh, <laughs> everything you said, Jack, but six and a half. I... <laughs> It, it looked fantastic. It was a little bit more on the judicious lack thereof side when you think about just flash, bang, zip, sploosh sort of effects. But looked good. Sounded great. It's technically well made. Yeah. Mark. What'd you give it, Jake? Six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. 
yeah, I mean, we kind of circled the wagons here. I gave it a seven. Um, again, I don't know why I'm slightly higher than you guys because I don't have much else to add. Because you like, like the, this movie, Mark. Loved it. Um, I do like the the hair splitting detail between the inside and outside of the glass. I think there's an argument to be made that the seizure scene is an actual pretty good use of effects, despite the fact that it's annoying you know, as shit. Impossible to fucking watch. Yeah. Um, and possibly dangerous to your health. But I mean, aside from those little caveats, um, it's it's a good actual like execution of like the, the effects in the movie. Um. They do a surprising amount. I mean, it is, I guess I would say, a judicious like the Rub movie, but there is like a substantial amount of effects that they're doing here with teleportation stuff, like the scene where she actually gets sucked into the glass or whatever to get dis- yeah. Anya does Looks to really get good, disappeared. Yeah. Looks, yeah, well, and I also like totally didn't know what was going on. So I like the actual outcome of that scene was was pretty interesting. Like I thought it she was, was just going to get like eviscerated by the glass or something like that. And I thought she just got just flung gone. out into space, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on here from an effects standpoint and obviously from a cinematography standpoint. Well, cool. That's going to take us into overall, and I'm going to give it six overall. I think this is a really good movie. I think it's really well made. It has a lot of really cool elements. It is too slow. It's too slow. It's not the most fun movie to watch. It isn't like super engrossing, but it's technically really well made, and I like a lot of the elements of it. They just didn't quite... It, it's one that's like less than the sum of its parts, I guess is what I'm saying. Jake, what about you? Yeah, less than the sum of its parts. I agree with a lot of what you said, Jack. I, I This is a technically well-made movie that I don't really care about, and I question a little bit of like where it fits in. Uh, I gave it a four... Yeah, just it wasn't it wasn't for this especially with that two yeah. hour that two hour run. No, it didn't. This is, and I'm a little like disappointed in that. Like there are a lot of good qualities um, that I can point to and we, that we've talked about, but it just like almost nothing resonated. So, well, that's interesting. Mark. Yeah, I also gave it a four. I mean, it, it is a weird one. I think this is an unassailably well made movie. Yeah, yeah but I just sure. kind of like. A, it's not made for me, uh, which I am fully willing to like admit and understand there. But B, it's just like in general these movies that are sort of emotional dramas or whatever that don't really that, that don't there, there's just not that much going on. They under dramatize all this stuff. Like I don't know. I I want a little bit of entertainment value out of most of the stuff I watch, or I need a stronger thesis statement out of the point that it's trying to make, like the metaphor that it's trying to leverage. And this movie was kind of just like a boring two-hour-long snapshot, which, whatever, it looks really pretty. Um, But I can't really come up with a time where I would recommend this or want to watch it organically if Jack didn't tell me I had to. Well, Mark, you're treading dangerously close into our next segment, so why don't we just go there? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I think this is a thumbs down for me, and I'm kind of sad about that. Again, it is really good, but, like, it it is boring. There's better beautiful movies to watch there's better coming of age movies to watch i mean certainly part of it is the you know experience of of a gay woman doesn't particularly resonate with me who is not that but it's i'm sad to give it a thumbs down i suppose i don't know who i would recommend this to uh so i'm giving it a thumbs down jake i yeah the only thing that i'll i agree thumbs down for me the only thing that i would add to that is that there's like the additional barrier to entry like where other movies like this are more recommendable because like as a viewer, you can just go in and watch them and not have the language barrier. Like, unless you're going to be able to go in and, like, listen and understand Norwegian. And Swedish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. As, as like, I knew it was coming. <laughs> you paused. Then, you paused then I'm not, for it to happen. Then I'm not going to... I know. Fuck. I play right into it. 
uh, then I'm not going to be able to recommend it as easily as something that is just right there in English for pretty much everyone that I'm recommending movies to. That's the language they're looking for. So yeah. it's just harder from the jump. Yeah, no, I agree. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I mean, also a thumbs down for me. I, this is also one of those ones where I, I do think there are people out there who seek out this. I mean, New York Times, very good example. This makes a lot of sense that they would look on this favorably because they have a much more artistic approach to film critique. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we I think all said it's well. a good, well-made movie, though. Like, it's it's not that piece of it, and that's where they're right. more focused. Right, so I'm fine to give this a thumbs down and then just kind of like duck out of the way and let yeah, the yeah. conversation continue to happen because I don't think my opinion matters much. Yeah, I think you're totally, exactly totally. right. That's a very totally. good way to put it. Yeah, our opinion is not if you're, helpful If you're a cinephile, like, I guess if you're a cinephile, though, and you haven't seen this, this would probably be a recommend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, whatever. Um. Well, that's got to be time to get the fuck out of here, then. Yes, sir. This has been episode 217 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you can come and head on over to a to zhorror.com to check out all of the other stuff that we have, which honestly right now is really just horror release roundups. We just talked about it, but as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, we kick you a link to all of them, trailers. That's there right now, front page. You can go and see it. Also, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. Also, as Jack said at the start of the episode, right now we are donating all Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. Just level set. That is a better place to be putting that money. We know it. We want it to go somewhere that needs it. And that's what we're doing. We've been doing it for about a year. You're going to keep getting the same great perks you would anyway. And know that your money is going to a good place. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to transition right on over to a Mark pick. It is When a Stranger Calls. And Woo! Banger! I'm excited to check it out. The original, the original When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, it's worth right? noting. It's with nope. it's No, it's literally not the original. Okay, shit. No, it's the original. It's, no, I'm yeah, going to manifest you're, you're this. Exactly wrong. The original. I'm going to ask you guys this at least ten more times in the next week, which one it is. So to clarify for <laughs> listeners that actually give a shit and try to watch along, it is not the original When a Stranger Calls. What is the year, Mark? Just to clarify. 2006, the one Chloe Grace Moretz. Until then, get your buddies. Gra- Stop talking. <laughs> Grab some beers and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, they they, they had to cut a scene where she walked down into the basement and on a whiteboard, her father had written, (laughs) lesbians, question mark?